Welcome back. We have the Giants Eagles week number 14 preview. I usually do these videos on Friday, but for some reason, I'm just sitting here Thursday kind of bored. I'm like, you know what? I might as well just do it now. Like, why not? I know it's kind of worse with the injury report and we're not sure about guys missing practice on Friday, but we'll find out eventually. Anyway, we have the 11 and one Eagles. They're coming off three straight wins. Of course, they won their first eight games this year. Nine games, actually. Sorry. They will visit the 7-4-1 New York Giants. I can't say losers of three straight because of the tie, but non-winners of their past three games, the Giants. The Eagles are favored by six and a half, seven points, depending on where you look. The over-under is 45 and a half. So yeah, not going to be the easiest game for the Giants, especially with the injuries and Philly just being a much better roster overall. And I kind of want to start this video by not kissing Philly's ass, but just like really admiring what they've done the past couple years. I remember week 17, 2020, very vividly how the Eagles were playing Washington, the Giants needed a Washington loss to get into the playoffs, and the Eagles like visibly tanked that game. And about 95% of Giants fans were livid, and you had players and even Joe Judge come out and talk about it. And I was part of the 5% that was like, I completely get why they did this. And I got definitely got into it on Twitter with some people that are Giants fans about like what we just saw. And I'm like, guys, like, yeah, it might hurt the players for a couple weeks. It might hurt the fans for a couple weeks. But the big picture of what the Eagles did by losing this game, dropping from 4-10-1 to 4-11-1, like who gives a damn, and getting yourself a better draft pick. They were able to go from pick number nine to pick number six. They traded back with Miami. They were able to trade up and get Devontae Smith, who the Giants wanted, by the way. They got an extra first-round pick the next year. They had a bunch of first-round picks last year. They made that trade with the Saints. I mean, Howie Roseman did have a rough stretch for a bit, like a few years ago, but the last couple years, that man has just been going crazy. He's been like the best GM in football since that time. And they even had the ammo to trade for A.J. Brown, and now even Jalen Hurts, who... I'll admit I had a lot of questions about coming into this year, but he looks fantastic. Of course, the Brown acquisition definitely helps that, but I have to give Jalen Hurts a lot of credit himself for being a more accurate quarterback and seeing the game at a higher level and things like that. But to me, it was just always crazy how, you know, Giants fans, how, you know, we were 6-10 and 10 that year and people were complaining about not making the playoffs. I'm like, bro, win more games. Like, you're really going to rely on a division rival with four wins to do your dirty work for you? Like, None of that made sense to me. So now seeing Philly at 11-1, and one, the favorites in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl, it sucks because I do really believe, especially with the Garoppolo injury, that it will be either Philly or Dallas making the Super Bowl. And I don't want to see that. And I don't want to root for either of those teams. But like, it just feels like it's inevitable. I mean, the Buccaneers don't look right. The Packers don't look right. Um, Minnesota, I mean, do you trust Kirk Cousins? I don't know. And the Niners without Garoppolo, I mean, maybe he makes it back in time, but you can't count on that. And Nick Sirianni too, by the way. I mean, it seemed like at one point, Brian Dable or even Robert Sala, they were going to be like locks to win coach of the year. But with the Giants not playing so well lately, and the Jets having the whole Zach Wilson situation just kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth. Um, I think Nick Sirianni has also done a fantastic job. And I remember that too, how people on Twitter were just clowning the guy because he had a rough like 30 seconds in his introductory press conference. I'm like, seriously? Like, I don't want to be the Eagles defender, but I think people sometimes just don't look at these things from a logical view. I know there's fans that are like, I want my team to win every game and I don't care what week it is, what record we have, I want to win. 
I'm like, you literally can just get a better draft pick by losing the game and get yourself in a much better position. And the Eagles have taken full advantage of that. So hats off to them. They've done a great job. And it does give me some hope as a Giants fan because it seems like right now the Giants are kind of in a similar situation to what the Eagles were in last year. I'm not saying the Giants will be 11-1 and next year, but the trajectory seems kind of similar in a way. I mean, Philly last year was supposed to be like one of the worst teams in football, a four or five win team. They ended up making the playoffs. Yeah, they got destroyed by Tampa Bay in Tampa in the wildcard round, but they still made the playoffs, which the Giants, they can do this year, especially if they beat Washington in a couple weeks. And I feel like the Giants could be on a similar path. So hopefully that's how it goes. Rebuilding does take time, and this was never supposed to be the Giants' year. I think any logical fan knew that, but I still hope the Giants make the playoffs. I mean, draft picks don't matter right now at this point. You already have seven wins. You might as well get in the playoffs and and see what happens, so hopefully that's the case. Anyway, so I did a lot of rambling there, but we'll talk about this game, the matchups, the injuries going on right now. Hopefully you guys enjoy and let's get into it. And I already know that that rant I just went on about the Eagles is definitely going to get some hate. And people will be like, how could you say nice things about the Eagles? And I'm like, I just want to be in their position. I'm jealous. I want to be 11-1 and and have the best odds to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, if you're not agreeing with that, you're lying to yourself. Like, come on. Just, let's, let's be honest here. But anyway... Injury report for this week. So as I said, DMPs and stuff don't matter as much. I mean, Thursday kind of matters, but Friday is the big one. We'll just go over guys that did not practice on Thursday. Josh Izuda for the Giants. Dory Jackson doesn't seem like he'll be back in time. Shane Lemieux also did not practice with the Saints toe injury. Leonard Williams with this neck injury now. He left early last week. That, of course, is a big one for the Giants. And that was it from what I've seen on their website for DMPs. For the Eagles, the only one I see is Sean Bradley, linebacker. I don't even think he plays for them, so it's whatever. But they don't have Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Wow, looking at Baker Mayfield in the Rams uniform is very weird. I have the game on, and it's like just very odd. Um, but yeah, the, the Giants are definitely in a worse position with injuries there's no doubt about that and that's kind of how it's been for the Giants unfortunately for a long time but um, regardless I mean we know Philly does have the better roster here and the Giants will definitely have to um, you know have a few things bounce their way in order to win this game so Philly's team stats will go over them they're second in points overall they're third in yards the least turnovers in football so like it, they're so tough to beat this team because like the Eagles in the past, it was weird because last year they started out the year trying to throw the ball a lot and it wasn't working. And the Eagles at some point, maybe it was like week five, week six, I'm sure some Eagles fan can comment. Some point last year, they made a whole identity change to their offense and they decided to be very run heavy. And ever since that point, the Eagles offense got so much better. And I know the Eagles only beat bad teams last year for the most part. Like that pretty much was how it went. But I think the Eagles had the best rushing attack in football last year. And when you have that, you're going to get yourself some wins. And, and that's how it went for that team. Anyway, they become a much better passing team this year. They are 26th in passing attempts, but they're 13th in yards, 7th in touchdown passes. In rushing, they have the second most attempts, 5th in yards, the most rushing touchdowns in the football. I figured Jamal Williams would have that all to himself. I'm kind of surprised. Eagles defense, 7th in points for, 2nd in yards allowed, 1st in turnovers. I mean, this team is crazy. They have the best pass defense in the football, of course. James Bradbury being over there definitely helps. He's having a really good year with Philly, which definitely sucks to see. Thanks, Dave Gettleman. Number 1 in interceptions. Now, run defense is the one place where Philly is kind of vulnerable. They have allowed the 17th most rushing yards defensively. 
and they're 24th in yards per attempt. Now, I did see that Saquon was added to the injury report with a neck injury. It seems like he'll be fine. I don't think he'll miss the game, but Saquon Barkley, if the Giants are going to win this game, has to have one of those games where it was like Houston, where he had like 35 carries and just continued to move the sticks. Like that's the way to beat the Eagles. Get the ball out of their hands, force them into long drives, hold them to field goals. You're not going to completely stop this team, but there are going to be ways, hopefully, for that Giants offense to get things going with the Eagles having the best pass defense in football and the Giants not really having a receiver that's worth caring about outside of Darius Slayton. It's going to be tough. And I know Darius Slayton's had some good games versus Philly in the past, which I guess leaves me a bit optimistic. But that's the one guy, if you're Philly, you have to sell out for. I don't think Philly's sitting there worried about Isaiah Hodgins or somebody like that or Richie James beating them this week. I mean, maybe, but I highly doubt they're worried about that. So for the Giants' offense versus the Eagles' defense, I mean, Philly's defense has been awesome this year. As I said, they have a defensive line that just has depth on depth on depth. You're talking Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and Dominican Sue, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams was a high pick a couple years ago, Linval Joseph, we all know, Josh Sweat, and they even have Robert Quinn and Derek Barnett, who I think is out for the year, on IR. I mean, that defensive line has to be the best in football, that entire unit. Um, you know, even linebacker like Kazir White was a good pickup for them, and TJ Edwards is having a great year. Hassan Reddick, they got him in the offseason. Darius Slay, James Bradbury as your top two corners. Their safeties are kind of, I guess, the weak part of this defense. They have Marcus Epps, and they have this new kid, Reed Blakenship, who I believe had an interception last week, but the guy was an undrafted free agent, so he can't be like amazing right now. Maybe he is, I don't know, but I I have not really heard much about him. And of course, the concern for the Giants defense is the interior offensive line. How does Evan Neal hold up against Hassan Reddick and even Brandon Graham? I, of course, have no concerns about um, Andrew Thomas. He's the one guy I just don't have concerns about. Um, I am curious to see if they go with the same offensive line of Thomas, Gates, Feliciano, Glowinski, and Evan Neal. I guess that's the best way they can go about it right now. But Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, and Dominican Sue, Milton Williams, those guys playing the interior, that's my concern. Like, can the Giants even run the ball in this matchup? I have a lot of concerns about that. This has to be a game where Daniel Jones uses his legs. If he doesn't, I don't even know why you have him at that point. Like, you might as well try and use the guy on the grounds. And DJ's had some good runs versus the Eagles. I know the first one that comes to mind is the one where he tripped and fell, but, like, that should have been, like, an 80-yard touchdown. He had that one rushing touchdown last year versus them at home. I think the game he got hurt, actually, um, his last game of the season, where he kind of juked a guy, which is not something Daniel Jones does very often, but he scored a touchdown on that play as well. So Jones has had some rushing success versus the Eagles on long plays, but the Giants' offense as a whole, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. They need a great Barkley day. They need a good Jones day on the ground. They can't have more than one turnover. Daniel Bellinger has to get involved, and I'm sure one of their receivers will have to step up and have at least like 50 receiving yards. I'm not asking for a lot here, but you know, Darius Slayton's going to see the most coverage. Maybe Isaiah Hodgins gets involved again, or Richie James, or someone like that. The Eagles don't have the best slot corner. I think Avante Maddox was their guy, but he's out right now, so they have Josiah Scott who's definitely not at Avante Maddox's level. So maybe Richie James actually has a decent game. That's definitely something that could happen. Now the Giants defense versus Philly's offense. This is where the, uh, you know, this part's concerning too because of all the injuries. I mean, the Giants, at least they got Ojalari back last week. He had a um, strip sack, fumble, big play by him. The Giants defensive line, I think, is coming off their best week as a unit last week. So I definitely feel good about that. 
But Philly can beat you in every way possible, whether it's the run or the pass. They are not a one-dimensional team, that's for sure. So they can beat you in every way possible. They can beat you in low-scoring games. They can beat you in high-scoring games. And the Giants, they don't play in high-scoring games. So we'll probably see Fabian Moreau versus A.J. Brown. We'll have Nick McLeod on Devontae Smith. I did actually hear, I think, on one of the fantasy football podcasts I listened to that Quez Watkins might not play this week. I don't know why he's not on the injury report. But Quez Watkins, if he's out and the Eagles might be down to their wide receiver four, that's definitely good news. So, you know, having Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown is pretty much all you need. And they are without Dallas Goddard as well. He's out with the injury, but they have Jack Stoll playing tight end, playing decent for them. The Eagles offensive line, definitely one of the best in football, arguably the best in football. So the Giants will definitely not have an easy day trying to get to the quarterback or even like shedding blocks in the run game. The Giants linebackers have been awful this year. I mean, I don't think you can find a worse linebacking group than the Giants this year. You have Tay Crowder tweeting just about every day about how he should be on the field and posting videos of himself making plays. And I'm like, oh, my God, like just I I just can't take it. Anyway, Micah McFadden, you have Jalen Smith, you have Tay Crowder. I don't trust any of those guys versus an Eagles team that can beat you with play action. They can run all, run all over you. Um, that's definitely concerning for me. But hopefully the Giants do have you know some turnovers in this game and they find a way to win this turnover battle and win the time of possession because that will be big in a game like this. That's definitely for sure. You have Jalen Hurts this year. I, look, I still would not put Jalen Hurts in the top five quarterback conversation. I know, especially with Giants fans, there's a lot of arguments about how much of it is the situation, how much of it is the quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts and like, let's say everything's neutral. He's close to a top 10 quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts does have one of the best situations in all football. I don't think anybody can deny that. So as I said, Hurts deserves a lot of credit for, you know, his own individual improvements this year. It wasn't all the the scheme and the situation, but it, it helped, let's be honest. So Hurts does have a 68 completion percentage this year, 20 passing touchdowns, only three interceptions, running the ball. He has 609 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, 4.6 per carry. Miles Sanders is actually having a very good year as well. He must be in year like four by now, but 924 yards, nine touchdowns, almost five yards a carry. And it's funny because I know Miles Sanders, this was on Twitter, I think week one. So Miles Sanders was questionable coming into week one. And the tweet said that Miles Sanders was active. And then somebody like quote tweeted it saying like, oh, Miles Sanders is now going to play 16 games or whatever and not score a single touchdown or something the entire year. And then he scored a week one and he got, he like retweeted the guy or something like that. And now he has nine touchdowns the entire year. So it's, it's kind of funny how that works. AJ Brown closing in on a thousand yards, 950, nine touchdowns. I would assume that either AJ Brown or Devonte Smith have a monster game. Maybe both guys do. And Philly's defense is second in sacks. I mean, that of course is very scary. We talked about their defensive line and of course, first is Dallas. So the Giants have to deal with two teams in their division that have the most sacks in football overall. So that definitely sucks. But anyway, that will do it. Um, I'm expecting a tough game. I really am. I don't know if I would pick the Giants or the Eagles on the spread. I'm kind of still deciding about that. Guess it depends on the mood I'm in tomorrow. But if the Giants do let this get away from them early and they can't bounce back, of course, Philly has the ability to make things look ugly. I mean, Philly has scored 40 and 35 the past couple weeks. But there have been games where Philly, they have allowed some points. Some of that's in garbage time yes but even Washington they scored 32 against them in the one time Philly lost this year it took a few turnovers that's for sure I remember that game but of course it's football you never know I think the Giants 
probability of winning this game is, is pretty low when you're a touchdown underdog, but I will say this, the Giants are not the most unlikely team to win this uh, week with the uh, Texans playing the uh, Cowboys. I would say they have no chance. So at least the Giants, assuming they run the ball well and things like that, and just maybe force them into a turnover, can stay in this game. And of course, when you get to the fourth quarter in a tie game or one possession game, anything can happen. So you just got to get yourself in that position. Don't start the game down like 17 to three or 21 to, you know, six or whatever. Find a way to keep yourself competitive even at halftime. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. I will have my uh, spread picks out tomorrow, probably Saturday the latest. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed and I'll talk to you guys next time.